0: But I knew what I was smelling.
1: Hello, and welcome to Detour to Wear, interviews exploring the winding road to home. Thanks for tuning in. My name is LaVon Hardison, and I'm a musician living in the Pacific Northwest. And like many creative folks, I have had a winding path to get to this point. And I always marvel at the people who know what they're going to do with their life at 20. You know the ones? They just know exactly what they're going to do for the rest of their life. And for most of us, though, that's not how life works. We're doing something. Then a person or an event comes along that changes our direction. Detour to Where explores these aha moments and other zigzags along the way. Uh-huh. I'm talking today with Seattle bagpiper Tyrone Heed. He's a teacher, composer, and award-winning bagpiper and piper-in-residence at Seattle, St. James, and St. Mark's Cathedrals. He's also the pipe major for the Elliott Bay Pipe Band and founder and leader of the Iona Abbey Acoustic Ensemble. Tyrone's knowledge of bagpipes is impressive, and his story begins when he was just a lad
0: my dad's family comes from ireland um county Lao rd and county lout and um it's a beautiful place i have not been there yet even though i've tried yeah my granddad played and when i was when i was about eight they gave me his instrument um, i did not know what the instrument was i was playing clarinet at the time uh, in school you know But fortunately, I was learning to play by ear on the clarinet because there wasn't a lot of music around, and we lived in this very small town. And so I would just play by ear to my mom's Carpenter's albums. (laughs) (laughs) But that got me going, and I didn't think of myself as a musician at all. My, Let me see. One of my brothers is a full-time cellist in Portland. Another one of my brothers played accordion, piano. And I never thought of us as musicians, really. It was just something that we did.
1: Right. Then yeah. how to make the jump to bagpipe?
0: Well, um, we went to go visit my grandmother, and she always had something for me. Sometimes she would have, like, silver dollars for me or, you know, little okay. trinkets. One time we showed up, and she had my granddad's bagpipes for me. And I didn't know what they were. Levant. I didn't know what they were. She she had this leather case that had been kept in a detached Portland garage for 30 years. Uh, this doesn't really relate right away, but I was raising frogs at the time. There wasn't a lot to do in my hometown. <laughs> and she opened it up, and the the mildew of of the instrument smelled just like the frogs I was raising. And... It, and it was like, oh, I, I have no idea what this is, but it's got to be cool. I had no idea w- what I was looking at, but mm-hmm. I knew what I was smelling.
1: Huh. <laughs> is it, Right. Right. And yeah. that was home. <laughs> that, was, that was home. Well put. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They wouldn't even let me bring it into the house, the whole thing. Because <laughs> it just, you know, it just so it lived in the garage where the cat lived. So, and I kept tinkering with it. And we eventually drove up Highway 99 to um, Burien and got the instrument fixed up. Um, About a year later, there was a class for adults down in Longview at at Lower Columbia College. I was the only kid in the class for about three years. And that kind of got me started.
1: What is an aha moment that you had? Like, I know the first one was that the frog, the finding, the actually opening that case. But what's another one?
0: I was playing for a funeral home down in Enumclaw. And they really liked what I did that day. And as I was leaving the funeral home, the owner came running out and he said, "We, we need you on Tuesday as well. And I had to tell him no. Yeah. I remember feeling a real tug of really, I have to go work at this other place where no one is enjoying themselves. And I have to tell this, this person no. Mm. And that was a big turning point. I was working at St. James Cathedral. They knew me. I was a parishioner as well.
1: Right.
0: I ended up playing a, um, uh, funeral there, and I could barely make it through Amazing Grace. I mean, I wasn't—I wasn't a terrific musician. <laughs> but afterward, the music director, Dr. Jim Savage, grabbed me by the shoulders as the team was talking, and he shook me, and he said, "You're our cathedral piper." And it was like, what? <laughs> what? You know, because I made it through i thought and at that point i knew that i had to get my act together um musically so i started putting in more time more effort more research a friend of mine said well what do you love i said i really love piping he said you should do that and i and i did laugh
1: why did you laugh who were you at that time that you would laugh at that idea?
0: Oh, I th- I thought I couldn't do that. You know, my image of me having a job was me sitting in an office somewhere. I mean, you know, earning a salary. Mm-hmm. I didn't I did not I did not think about music as a career at all. I came home and I I told You know, my wife, we'd been married about nine months. I told her, I said, you know, I think I could do piping full time. I have a dozen students. Two weeks later, or maybe the same week, (laughs) uh, a McMinniman's opened up two blocks from our apartment on Lower Queen Anne. You know, a big sign in in this restaurant window, McMinniman's coming soon. I called the number, and Mike McMinniman answered the phone. You yes. know, it's like someone wasn't in the office that day or something. <laughs> yes. I said, Mike, my name's Tyrone Heed, I'm a bagpiper in Seattle. And he said, oh, we have to talk. And I, I worked for them for five years. They had me bless all their stills in Washington State. They are keen on bagpipes. Minor in engineering physics from Oregon State, and I use it every day in my job, so that so I can make the instrument sound good. Right. There's a lot of maintenance that goes into the bagpipes. They have to be airtight. The reeds have to be taken care of. They have to be at the right humidity. You know the frictional coefficients throughout the instrument, of which there are many.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: have to be really really nice
1: mm-hmm. so they don't leak air but you
0: can move them easily mm-hmm. people often ask me what's, what's my largest instrument and I tell them it's St. James because how the instrument sa- you would know this you're a terrific musician how you sound in that space that's the instrument that you're playing and I've played all over in that place yes. on different sizes of instruments. And, you know, and it's, and it's, it's my job to get that right. And if I'm, I'm really convinced that if I was not, if I, if Jim Savage, Dr. Jim Savage had not grabbed me by the shoulder, shaken me and said, you're a cathedral piper. None of this would have happened. Right. Because I knew that I had to take it more seriously than other people in the area. I knew that I'd be, I would need to play on cue in tune, waiting for, you know, and that's something pipers aren't used to doing. They're not used to sounding great when they get the cue, right? They're used to tuning, taking their time and if he had just casually said, Hey, Why don't you be our Cathedral Piper? I wouldn't take it as seriously. Uh But it was like a lightning bolt. How I play there kind of fuels me. It really does.
1: Now, do you play there on a weekly basis or a monthly basis? How does that work? Or as needed? I play there there whenever they want me.
0: There's um, like two or three things a year that I... I'm on the schedule to play there for. Um, I volunteer there for the Mass for Deceased Homeless, uh, which happens every November. They asked me to do that probably 10 years ago, and I told them I would volunteer for that. And they read aloud the names of all all the homeless that passed in Seattle. Wow we all stand outside in the cold. I lead everybody outside after Mass. And um, I play as they gather in the courtyard. And I also usually play there on Palm Sunday, though I don't think we're doing that this year. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) There was something on your post that I really enjoyed, and I wanted you to just share, expand on it a little bit, was... um, when you bagpipe, history is always being made. As you've described the events that you've done—funerals, um, memorials, uh, blessings, weddings, weddings, yeah,
0: Burns nights. What what? Uh, Burns nights.
1: What's that? Oh, Robert Burns. Yes. Ah 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 ah. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, Burns nights piping is at Burns nights is very common. Both my bands play it. I have Burns Night here every year. I, I started going to Scotland in, I guess, 96 was my first year. I just went to explore. Um, there's very, very large festivals there. It's called Piping Live. It's in Glasgow. It attracts like 60,000 people, and a lot of those are pipers and drummers. It's really true that the instrument kind of brings history along with it. And it's been around so for so darn long. The instrument just just makes that time memorable.
1: You mentioned your bands. What you said you're in two bands. What what is the configuration of those bands?
0: Uh, well, one of them is uh, your normal uh, pipe and drum band. Okay. Eight people playing pipes. Um, what about? probably six or seven drummers. The other band is called Iona Abbey, which has a focus around uh, bellows pipes, A, B-flat, D, and I mix tonalities within those pipes. Um, those instruments are for indoors only. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, you want to think um, oboe combined with cello
1: mm. is kind of
0: a tonality. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, and that band uh, has uh, cello, fiddle, guitar, bow-run. The bow-run player also plays banjo. They're all terrific.
1: be wow.
0: They're better musicians than I am. It seems to be what I was put here for. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the stars lined up.
1: Thanks to Tyrone Heed for sharing his story and the recordings of his piping you heard during the interview. You can learn more about Tyrone's music and lesson information at bagpipe101.com. Detour to Ware's theme music is super spiffy from www.beslianstudios.com. The show is produced by Scott Stevens and LaVon Hardison. Thanks for listening. You can reach us at detourtoware at gmail.com. We love feedback and guest suggestions. In the meanwhile, be well and don't sweat the detours. They're just another way home.